it's important that we get free because if we get free, I mean, Pastor Ward, where I'm up at school, he always says this all the time. Free people, free people. So if I don't get free, I can't help anybody else get free. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor podcast features Sunday sermons. To hear this live and before subscribers do, join us in Rockport, Maine on Sunday mornings at 10 for worship and before that at 845 for prayer service. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Today, we have Duncan. He's going to come. You already saw him on the screen. Guy's like world famous. And so, anyway, so Duncan's hop up here. Duncan's, uh, if you guys know, obviously been a member of our church for a while. You don't see him that often because he just started his third year of Bible school. And so... um, as a church, you know, you guys may not know it, but, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, we're, we're invested in this guy's life for him to, uh, you know, pursue the call of God on his life. And so, anyway, so today, we're going to give him a few minutes. Amen, 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 amen. So, uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Pastor Quentin and um, where's Jen, Jen, for uh, giving me this opportunity to share the word this morning. I love you guys. This is home. I'm sad because I don't get to be here all the time. I'm training for raining, you know. So I'm up at school and I'm having a blast up there. Not really, but really. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just honored I get an opportunity to share the word here. I mean, I tell people a lot about this church back home in Brooklyn. You know, I told them, you know, these white people let me play Jesus at their church. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, I'm like, these people, like, really love me. I'm, like, serious. Like, <laughs> and I love you guys, too, man. I appreciate the support. You know, I tell Jake and Tanja all the time, if it wasn't for them, like, seriously, I don't know where I'd be, man. God, is, he's so good, you know? The steps of a, of a righteous man are ordered by God, and he's definitely ordering my steps, and it's brought me here today. So I don't got much time to get into the word, but let's pray first. Father God, I just thank you for an opportunity to be here this morning with your people I mean, I just love worship this morning. We got to just usher in your presence, man. And just, I love worship as a warrior. You know, um, worship is my weapon. And, and I thank you, God, that you've entrusted me with the word this morning. I just pray that you just use me, God, to minister to your people. And I just pray that they can receive from you, God, all that you would want them to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. My text today is in Isaiah chapter um, 16, verse 5. I don't know if they have it up there for me or if you guys have it. Oh, they do. Oh, you guys are awesome. Nice. And it says, in mercy, the throne will be established and one will sit on it in truth in the tabernacle of David and judging and seeking justice and hastening righteousness. In the NIV, it says, in love, a throne will be established in faithfulness. A man will sit on it. One from the house of David, one in judging, seeks justice and speaks the cause of righteousness. The New Living Translation says, then God will establish one of David's descendants as kings. He will rule with mercy and truth. He will always do what is just and be eager to do what is right. So um, who is that? That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Amen. So in the Old Testament, the whole narrative, obviously, is pointing to what was to come, which was Jesus, the coming of Christ. And 
may they had not have really known how it was going to look, they knew that their Messiah was coming. You know, they knew that the anointed one was coming. And a lot of the times, you know, the prophets, they, know, they didn't always have good news. Sometimes they came with bad news, you know, a word of judgment or a word of uh, the, the fact that the people need to redeem themselves to God. And you see in the Old Testament that, like, it's an Old Testament, I call it the cycle. The people would sin, and their sin will bring them to a place of bondage or oppression, or kept, they'd be led into captivity, and then they would cry out to God, right? And then God would raise up a Savior, whether it be a man or woman of God, and it would come to the, to the people's rescue. But the only thing is, they would do it again and again and again and again when you read the Old Testament. So when I read the Old Testament, I'm encouraged because I'm like, I'm not as wicked and as bad as these people, you know? So I feel, so, <laughs> feel a little bit good about myself. I'm like, like, serious, you would think after a while they would get it, you know? But... You know, but they didn't get it. Um, Second Chronicles chapter uh, seven, verse fourteen. Right? This is this is God's like promise to His people. Every time they would do this, He would say, "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and heal the land." So. That was a promise that they had, you know, that every time that they would fall into that place of captivity or bondage, God would rescue them, you know, because he is very, very, very merciful. You know, the Bible says over and over, his mercies endure forever. How many people are happy for that? Listen, so happy for that. And like I said, when I read the Old Testament, I'm encouraged because I'm like, man, he's so merciful. And it makes me think about my story, you know, and, and where the Lord found me. You know, so the, the title of my sermon is Mercy Hospital. I got a picture of a, of a hospital here, right? This is, this is Mercy Hospital. And this is, where, this is where I encountered the Lord. Well, not really. I found him in prison. But for the sake of the illustration, but for the sake of this illustration, I found him here, right? So, so for me, I came through the, you see, that's, it's the ER. I came through the emergency room. I mean, I was dead. They had to life flight me. I mean, the, the EMT was on me, like, clear. Like, I was... I was done. I was burnt out. I was, I was finished. I was cooked, you know. I was completely hopeless and in despair, and they brought me in, and he cleaned me up, you know, and I found him there. So um, not all the time, you know, I don't know you guys' story. It's not all the time that it happens that way. Some of us might have walked in the walk-in clinic. You know, you're not feeling too good. You're like, let me go get checked out, and you get there, and they're like, you're dying. You know, and you're like, oh, pff, I'm glad I came in, you know, or some of us might have thought, you know, we, ha- we made an appointment with God and we got there. It doesn't matter. Same results, whether you came in through the ER, or you had a walk in or you had an appointment. It's the same results. We're all dying from sin, yeah. you know, and, and we needed a savior in, in God's in his mercy and his love yeah. to come here and rescue us. Yeah. So when when you see the Old Testament, right, it's the same thing that happened kind of to us before we met the Lord. We were in this vicious cycle in this world, getting beat up and being led into bondage of our sins. And, you know, for me, I could blame myself because I made some bad choices, but it doesn't really matter whether you made bad choices or whether, you know, you could blame your environment, your family, or generational curses. Blame Adam and Eve. doesn't matter who you want to blame. We're all sinners in need of a Savior, you know? So it doesn't matter. You're going to end up here somehow. So if you haven't ended up here yet, trust me, it's coming. And, um, 
And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, talk to me later. We can talk about this because this right here is inevitable. But regardless of the fact that we look at this world and all this hopeless and despair and we turn on the news and all this chaos, in the word of God is always a but God. Somebody say but God. But God. So in Ephesians chapter two, verse four, this is a but God. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy. Somebody say mercy. Because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Once again, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And not that of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I mean, the Bible, it could preach itself. I mean, I could just stand here and read it. That is amazing, you know, and I'm so thankful for that, man. So while I'm at school, I've been listening to Pastor Quentin's podcast. You know, you know, try to stay in the loop of what's going on here. And um, I hear this guy in the beginning talking. I'm like, does he go to our church? You know, who's this guy in the beginning? You know what I'm talking about? Like the guy, he's like, hey, welcome to Anchor Church. And I'm like, all right. And before before Pastor uh, Quentin gets on, he always mentions um, like four principles, I guess we could call it, or four things that we're trying to implement in our church. Anybody know what those four things are? It's, uh, was it? No God, find freedom. Discover God-given purpose and make a difference in your community. So I'd hear that all the time. I'm listening to to Fast Quinn's sermon, but it's cool though. And I, instead of looking at those as like steps that we go through, I, I I thought to look at that as like the New Testament cycle. Instead of sin, bondage, cry out to God, raise us up, um, we have an opportunity to know God. You know, when we come to know God, right? It's not like you just come to meet him and then that's it. Knowing God is, is a, a level of intimacy, you know, and, and you're supposed to go deeper and deeper and deeper in him, you know. And as you go deeper in him, right, you come to find freedom, right? That's the next one, find, find freedom. So I got a picture. What's my next picture? It's, it's a, it's a, it says uh, hope rehab. So after you, come, after you come to out of the hospital, you know, I mean, you need some rehab, you know. <laughs> But you, you get renewed in your mind, you know, and you, you, you are a new creation in Christ. So there's a new language you have to speak. There's a new walk you got to walk. So we need this, this rehab and this hope that we have in him. And I, I didn't have it here, but I'm going to read it to you. It's part of Colossians 1, verse 27. It says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. You know, so it's important that we find freedom because we are the, the instruments that God are going to use for other people. To find freedom, you know, because they're going to remember when I came through the ER dead. You know what I mean? They're going to remember that when I got life flatted in there. You know what I'm saying? So when I come out of rehab and they're like, what? Who, who is that? Is that a dead man walking? Yes, it is. I've been resurrected. You know what I mean? So we know that there's resurrection power in him, right? So finding it's important that we get free because if we get free, I mean, um, Pastor Ward, where I'm up at school, he always says this all the time. Free people, free people. So if I don't get free, I can't help anybody else get free. So I have a picture of Christ University. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) 
So in knowing God and getting deeper in God and, you know, getting out the hospital and going to rehab, it's important that we we spend time with him in his word. You know, we get to study in his word. And that's what I'm doing. And I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. But you know what, though? We have a promise of eternity. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well start now. You know what I'm saying? Start, start getting to know him now. And like I said, it's important that we get to know him now because the more we get to know who he is, he lets us know who we are, right? And then we get free, and then we get to help other people get free. Amen? So in John 8, verse 38, it says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, right? If you replace that word truth there with Jesus, right, it says, and you shall know Jesus, and Jesus will make you free. Now, I'm not trying to change, you know, the words in the Bible, but in John chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if we get free, we can help other people. And once you get free, you get to realize your God-given purpose. So now, a lot of times, like, we struggle, you know, like, what has God called me to do? You know, like, I was talking to Jake and Tansy the other day. I'm like, I'm at school. I'm like, I don't know if I'm built for this religious thing, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm such... A rebel, you know, God's delivering me from like, I'm like, I don't know if I could, I could do this, you know, but obviously he's directing my steps, you know, and he knows where he's leading me. And I just got to trust in him, you know, like taking tangent, they like my mom and dad, they told me like, don't worry, he's not going to put you in a place you don't want to be. You know, I'm like, I know, but he's doing it right now. <laughs> I'm like, he's, yeah, he's, he's always up to something, man. So. But it's good, though, you know, because look at what he's doing in me now, and and it's amazing, you know. So in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, right, it says, Jesus told his disciples, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, freely given, freely give, you know. So it was given to us for free. Like I said, I came through dead. You know what I mean? Like, it was over for me, and he brought me back to life, you know, cleaned me up, set me on a new path. So it's only right in the freedom that I have. It was given to me free that I freely give it to people. I love opportunities to share the gospel with people. I love talking to people who don't know Jesus. You know, I love just having that conversation with them to see if I could just stir up something in them. And I always, like Paul, you know, Paul was so amazed at what the transformation that he had in his life. Everywhere he went, he was like, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what happened. I was killing these people, you know. Like, literally, I was their enemy, and I became a friend of God, you know, and and that's exactly what happens. Like, we're an enemy to him, and then he makes us a friend, you know, and I mean, it's crazy how the Lord does that, right? And he wants to use our lives as a testimony, you know, because when people see me, especially the people that used to know me, and they see this, they got to say, they must be a God. You know what I'm saying? It got to be a God, yo, because this is not the dude I knew. Amen? So I got, I got uh, one more picture here, right here. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, you know? I mean, very important. And, and I tell you guys that because if you're sitting at his feet, you'll never lose sight of him. You know what I'm saying? You know, because sometimes, listen, I'm, I'm guilty. Be, I, be, I come before God, he'd be like, I need you to go, and I'm out. You know, I didn't even hear the instructions, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, he said, go, where am I going? Right. <laughs> so sit there. Sit there as long as you can, you know, and, and, 
And that, that's what the disciples did, man. They sat at the feet of Jesus for as long as they could, you know, and, and he began to reveal himself to them, you know. So I say sit at his feet. The, my last picture is my man right here. This is my man Billy Graham when he was young, you know. I mean, did amazing things for the kingdom, you know. And, and like I said, it doesn't matter what the process is for you. It's the same thing, you know. He wants to bring you to a place where this is you. Now, you don't have to be a preacher or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do this. But somehow he wants to put, place you on a platform that all these people can see, like, look what I have done, you know. And, and, and we know we have a promise, like, when we get there, man, you, you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, you know. So my last verse is Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, right? It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city sun on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. I like that, man. Let your light so shine. You know that song, This Little Light of My... So, church, I just wanted to encourage you guys with that word, you know, because it's exactly what I've done. I'm, I'm coming to know God, and I just encourage you guys to know God, find freedom, you know, discover your God-given purpose, and make a difference in this community. It's exactly what we're doing here, and I'm just so glad that I could be a part of it with you guys. Amen? Let me pray for you guys. So, Pastor Kim was just telling me, like, to give an opportunity, you know, to just pray with anybody, you know, if you hadn't had a chance, you know, to know God, you know, this is the day. In the Bible, it says uh, the day of the Lord, you know, it calls the day of the Lord. And for us as believers, the day of the Lord is like, ah, you know, let that be the day for you. You know, let today be that day for you. You know, if you guys have not come to know the Lord, I want to pray with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to talk to you about Jesus. I mean, I want to tell you about what he's done for me. I mean, I go into details. Like, I'm telling you, man, he cleaned me up, you know, and he changed his life around, and he set my feet on new ground. <laughs> Amen, you know? And, and, and still, I, I'd love to pray for anybody. If, if you want to find freedom, you know, I believe like, that God gives his believers an authority, you know? Like he said, man, heal the sick, cleanse the left, cast out demons, you know? In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that word saved is sozo, right? So it's not just saved like salvation, but there's healing in it too, and there's deliverance in it too. So I always pray for, you know, if you need a touch in your body, let's pray, you know, because he's given us the authority over the spirit of infirmity. You know, if you're struggling with anything, I mean, we bind that thing. I'll, listen, chokehold that thing in the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? You know, because like I said, he wants us free. He wants us free because when we operate in the freedom that he's given in us, man, people, they, they notice it. They see it and, and they want it, you know, and, and, and there's something in us that has the compassion and want to give it to them. You know, so I, like I want to pray if you don't know God, if you if you if you want to go deeper and if you want to find freedom, if you want to discover your purpose, you know, I want to pray with you, you know, because I believe that if we do these things, Christ in us, the hope of glory, we can make a difference in this community. Anybody, anybody. All right. I mean, you know, it's an awkward moment, so I don't, you know, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> who? Who? My man right there? Yeah? Come come and pray with you, brother. Thank you. Yes, encourage the preacher, man. You got to help the preacher out, yo. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, man. 
Father, I thank you for Bruce. I know that he knows you, God, Lord God. And I know there's people in here, God. I don't know if they know you, but Lord, I, I pray right now as the spirits in this room that you begin to convict them, God, and something begins to happen in them and they begin to get stirred. And by your grace and mercy, they come to know you. I thank you for Bruce that he has found you, God, that he's going deeper in you, Lord. So I pray that for, for everybody in this room. I just pray that they go deeper and deeper in you and just know you more intimately, God. I pray that, that they become to, they, they come to a place where they become, they can find freedom in you, God, and we can loose the chains of bondage and the oppression that the enemy tries to, to put on us. Your word says, who the Son has set free is free indeed. Amen. So I thank you, Lord, that there's freedom in you, Lord God. I thank you for your spirit that you've placed inside of us, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're filling Bruce right now with purpose, Lord. I'm reminded of Jeremiah 29, 11, God. When your people were still in bondage, you began to speak over them, and you said you had a plan and purpose for them, a plan to prosper them, a plan to give them a hope in the future. I thank you, God, that that promise is up for us today, God. And in that promise, Lord God, I pray that as we go further and deeper in you and knowing you, God, and you begin to fill us with purpose, that we can begin to make a difference in this community, God. I thank you that Bruce right now today is making a difference in the community, man. I see, Bruce, you brought a brother here today. That's awesome. Awesome. I pray for that man to God, Lord. I... Hey, let's do this. Just hang tight. Um, y'all give Duncan a hand. That's a great job, right? It's so cool to see, uh, man, just so proud of him. You're good, you're good. So proud of, uh, that's mine, don't take it. Um, so proud of him watching growth. Um, but I just want to do this real quick. If you can, just close your eyes. Obviously today, you, you, you know, you heard, I'll just read a verse while he's talking, that kind of came to my mind. Uh, most of us heard, this in this, heard in this room before. It says this in Revelations 12, verse 11, says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their, what? Testimony. Testimony. So listen, today you saw a guy that, and he alluded to it a little bit, but you saw a guy that, man, a few years ago, man, didn't have a clue who Jesus was. And, uh, man, here we are, what, five years later? Yeah. About five years later, you, you know, you see a total guy that's been completely transformed. And it's just proof that, man, that what the grace of God will do in your life when you give your life to him. Amen? So I just want to give an opportunity if, if, uh, if you're in this room today and either you're not walking with God like you know you should, or maybe that, uh, you, you know, you've never given your heart to Jesus. We're just going to pray as a family all together and, uh, and just, you know, once again, make that commitment. Is it in the, the words we say? Yes, uh, but it's more so in our heart uh, just for God. So the Bible simply says this, Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So that's what we're going to do. And you may not understand it all, but if you're here today and, you're, and your heart's maybe about to blow through your chest, that's probably that it's for you. So, uh, family, let's just pray. Say, Father God. Father God. I'm going to do it all together. Father God, Father God. I come to you today in the name of Jesus. And I confess that I need you. I also declare that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the way the truth, and the life. He said that no one can come to you except through him. So I'm coming to you today in the name of Jesus. And I say that I need you to save me, to rescue me. I'm at the hospital, God. I need you. So I confess today that Jesus Christ is Lord. That he is God in the flesh. That he did die for me. 
And I thank you that he did raise from the dead so that I would know that I have eternal home with you as well. So thank you, God, for cleansing me today, for washing me today of all my sins. Thank you for cleaning me up and giving me a pure heart so that I can know you. So Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and live in me with power and help me to live this life for God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.